So I'm just gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna rehash. I had a really great intro that I started with. Matt, you have this problem with being able to press record properly. My goddamn laptop is fucking old ass piece of shit. I'm done with it. I'm done with it. Well, it's a it's a good thing. It's a good thing we're here at our favorite studio, a shared universe, to be able to uh, to record. We have a couple of special guests here tonight um, and uh, that we're really excited to be able to have. We apologize that we haven't been able to record uh, in a little while, but obviously, true reviewers, uh, thank you for sticking with us. Obviously, we've got some uh, really excited things that are coming up. We've got a brand new logo that we've got out. We've got some merchandise that's going to be coming out as well, which we're really excited about. But to the show at hand, (laughs) here we are tonight. Uh, with At A Shared Universe, and we have a couple special guests. First, we have uh, the good doctor, Dr. Dave. Glad to be back in the house, guys. (laughs) And, of course, uh, Tucker Brennan, uh, who is the proprietor or the uh, heir of resurgence, if you will, uh, for RST Video. Mm -hmm. Uh, Thank you. Thank Thank you guys for having me. Thank you for being here. Yeah, this is really exciting for us because we are, um, Tucker, you and I were talking about it before, we are uh, huge fans of the View Askew universe, oh, the View universe, whatever you want to call it, and um, for us, it was it's very cool, the the fact that you're going about this and reopening the store um, because, you know, we were, from you know, at least from my perspective, it really never occurred to me that... RST Video had been there as a sort of vacant spot mm-hmm. for the last 20 yeah. some odd years. I knew the Quick Stop was still there. I don't get to Leonardo very often, you know, but I knew the Quick Stop was still there. And it never really occurred to me that RST was just kind of hanging there until Ming mentioned a couple months ago, oh yeah, like RST is, is coming back. And I'm like, like, it's coming back? What do you mean? So uh, we've been following you on Instagram. We've been watching the progress and we are what's, uh, what's super excited. OGVHS. Well, well, RST, RST, RST videos. videos right? It's well. RST videos, plural, because RST yeah, right. video is taken. Right. Okay. And I've been trying to get, I've actually been trying to track down RST video guy for about oh, two wow. months now <laughs> okay. and they're not responding to anything. I've, I've, done some internet stalking and still have not been able to acquire RST Video. Yeah. So it's RST Videos okay. and that's the the official account for the store. So, that's awesome. You know, anything that we're promoting, any events that we have coming up, uh, our grand opening, which is tentatively scheduled for about a month out from now, um, all that stuff's going to be on that Instagram account. Oh, Market that's on awesome. your fucking calendar. So tell us, you know, like we said, we don't want to do anything too formal here, but we want to know all about the story. Take us like, how did you, how did you get to where you are right now? Where, where did this idea come from? How did you get to this spot? So I, I guess the story begins about it was in about 2013 when I had a Vine account when Vine existed. Actually, I'm, I'm <laughs> wow! Oh, you're wearing a Vine, a Vine hoodie. Yeah, I love it. From, I love from, it. Uh, the, I was invited to the Vine, uh, the Vine home base in in New York before they closed down. Uh, But I started on Vine and I had an account and I was just taking videos with my phone of my TV of just like clips of old VHS tapes because I've collected for for years. Um, And I posted them and and there was a lot of interest in it. And I figured out that there were all these other accounts on there. There, um, Like VHS Dude is one of them. Mm -hmm. Um, It came from the VCR. 
grimy ghosts. There's like a whole yeah. kind of subculture of VHS stuff that's out there. Everything is terrible. <laughs> Good friend of mine. Uh, we'll be carrying all the everything is terrible stuff in the store. I've already talked with them about that. Uh, but I, I kind of realized that there was this whole subculture going on where VHS was starting to kind of come back to the forefront. Yeah. And uh, over the course of the next couple of years, all of a sudden that Vine account went from being, you know, a couple hundred followers to about 50,000 followers. Wow. And that Whoa. that was where I realized that there's something going on here Yeah, that's worth pursuing. Uh, and I always wanted to open a video store. I eventually ended up moving over to Instagram because Vine died. Yeah. Uh, I had to kind of start over from zero again, but I've got a pretty good following on there for the VHS stuff. And I wanted to open a store. And when I was thinking about it, there's no better store to open than one that's world famous for being in a movie. Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. So, and I also, you know, I grew up in Leonardo. So I used to hang out outside the quick stop when oh, I was younger. Oh, man, that's so cool. Uh, I, I would sit outside when I was like 14, 15 years old and sit out in front of quick stop and ask people to buy cigarettes for me until somebody <laughs> would agree to do it. So, uh, yeah, that uh, that was how my misspent youth was spent. Um, so, I, you know, I knew about RST. I knew that it was sitting there vacant. Um, all the videotapes that they had originally were still actually not all of them, but m many of them were still sitting in the store yeah. in its vacancy. And uh, I had gotten in touch with the family that owns the video store because about three years ago, two years ago, um, I wanted to buy tapes from them and basically sell them for almost no profit yeah. through my Instagram yeah, account yeah. just to distribute them because I'm like, these videos are all sitting there and they've got the RST labels on them and like people want to have those. For yeah, there's collection. a demand for them right now. For sure, for sure. So yeah. that was their original stock. So I, I made a connection with the family that owned the video store. I went in and I purchased, I think it was about 150 tapes from them at the oh, time. Oh, wow. Um, it, it, the story about that was funny because it was a Friday night. I uh, posted on my Instagram story before I went to bed. I said, hey, if anybody's interested, I'm going to be going to RST Video tomorrow and picking up tapes. So just PayPal, I think it was like 10 bucks per tape or something like that. Just oh, wow. enough to yeah. be able to, to like pay for shipping and, and basically pay for the tapes for what they were asking. And the next morning I woke up and I had over $900 in my <laughs> So it, it turned into a big friggin' project to figure out who all these people were and where all these things needed to be. Oh, shit. And I still have people to this day that claim that they haven't gotten things, but we'll make sure that that gets corrected. <laughs> yeah. um, so that was how I initially encountered the family that owned Quick Stop and RST was through okay. trying to buy tapes from them. So it's the same people own both. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And it's still the same family that Kevin worked with back in 1993 when he was doing wow. the movie. Wow. The and it was one. used as just like a storage facility, right? Like when, like when it was shut down, like after it was shut down, it was just kind of like just... If you even like want to call it a storage facility, <laughs> it was just basically like storage they, for like spiders and, and rats and stuff. <laughs> and the there were some tapes that were still just hanging up on the shelves that they never took out. The, but they took most of them and they boxed them up and they they keep them in the next room over. So um, you know, I've, I'm working with them to figure out whether we're going to be using the original tapes or not. But we also have a, a huge tape library that comes from my personal collection. And, and we've been getting a lot of people uh, voluntarily giving their tapes up because there are a lot of people that just have stuff sitting in their attic or in their basement that they don't want anymore. So we, we've had a lot of people volunteer to give stuff to us as well. 
And that's the coolest thing, I think, about that part of that subculture. People are just willing to give like that. I mean, Anthony brought it. I just saw him walking yeah. with a, yeah. a stack of VHS. And like I was telling you before, I found on, on Facebook Marketplace, just scrolling through shit, this guy is like selling 35 VHS. And he goes like, I said, how much you want from me? He goes, 25 bucks. I'm like, sold. Right, and he's got right. some gems in there. He's got uh, Blazing Saddles, Animal yep. House, like VHS. and classics. Like, yes. Yeah, our, our collection should be pretty good to start. And then as things get rolling and, and as we get some revenue coming in, we're going to continue to invest back. And I, what I want to do is I want to find the rare, weird stuff yeah. that you can't get elsewhere. Like, yeah. that's the whole point, right? Yeah. And the it's interesting because RST went out of business because they never bought DVDs. Right. Yep. So back in, like, not, it was 2001 when they, they closed their yeah. doors. They got blockbustered. They got yeah. blockbustered. They didn't have the revenue to be able to go and reinvest and buy DVDs, and nobody wanted tapes anymore, and that was that. And they, they basically just closed their doors until about a month ago. Um, so we're, we're looking primarily for stuff that's weird, for stuff that you can't find in other places. Uh, so that's really going to be the sweet spot. And then also we'll have collectibles and all kinds of stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. I saw I mean, when I was there before, I saw you had the reanimator there. Oh, like, what a great movie. That's, that's such a good one. movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we've got we've got some good stuff, and, and most of it's been donated. That's when awesome. did you so uh, first get in contact with the family about doing all this? Uh, well, I got back in contact with them, say, about four months ago Okay. when I really seriously started pursuing it. And I had a couple of investors that were willing to put in the upfront cash to get things started. Um, so it, things moved pretty qu- – well, relatively quickly from there. Uh, we had a, an agreement in place very quickly. And then they had to do some work to the store because it was really in, in bad shape. Like yeah. the, the wall had been blown out. Uh, they didn't think, ironically enough, that anybody would want to have the porn room. <laughs> so they had blown out the wall between the bathroom and the porn room. And the first thing that I said when I went in there, he's like, well, so what changes do we need to make? I said, we need to put that wall back on. <laughs> so because as, even though I would mentioned to you guys before we started, we're not actually going to be renting porn out because that's kind of <laughs> an element of the business Smart. that I yeah. think we needed to bring back. Yeah, it's a little weird. Especially not Leonardo. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, I've already had enough encounters being there late at night, like setting things up in the store <laughs> to know the type of clientele that we would be experiencing if we'd done that. And I think it was the right decision. But we're, we're going to put all the merch and stuff because the whole idea is that I want it to be as close to the set of clerks as possible. Yeah. So you walk like in that. there and the experience is like you're walking in to clerks in 1994. Right. Yeah. Um, so we're we're that means you got to close it for three hours a day though. <laughs> yeah. Well, and go, go play hockey on the roof. roof. Yeah. That's right. At this point, that's going to be part of the the whole thing because I only have a couple of people working for me, and then the the hours are going to be a little bit limited to start. Yeah. We got things rolling. Yeah. Um, but we're you know we're going to have mostly on the walls the VHS tapes, so it's going to look and feel like you're kind of walking into the set of the movie. Yeah, because you were yeah, showing me that really when cool. I was there a couple of weeks ago. The shelves are keeping at the same height, so the VHS go sideways. Right. Oh, like that's so cool. Like I yeah. love that. Yeah, yeah. The the main wall. So we went in, we repainted the whole place, and it's it's looking pretty good. Um, but we maintained the original, and obviously Clerks was in black and white, so you wouldn't even know this. Right. But we maintained the original original colors on the walls, uh, the porn room in the back, which you never actually see in Clerks. No, right. They yeah, talk true. about it, but you never see yeah, it. Yeah, they talk about it yeah. a lot, but we you never see it. We painted that the same pink color that it was before. <laughs> oh, man. It's like a 
bright pink. And there was a sign on the inside of the door, apparently that Kevin Smith had put up there, where it's an Alvin and the Chipmunks poster. And then he had like a, a speech bubble up to the top of it that said something about, you know, porn isn't gross, but you don't need to be gross about it or something. Like <laughs> so we're going to put all that stuff back up and, and basically restore it as close as we can to the way that it would have been back then. You know, it's funny. The skeeviest thing about the porn room is, like like you said, you don't see it in the movie. So the first time I actually saw it in real life when I was there a couple weeks ago, it's just skeevy to think about because it's tiny. It's like like an airplane bathroom stall. So to think about just porn on all sides, just the... The size of it makes it even skeevier. Yeah, like. but I, I think that it is a key element to the subculture right now. Oh, you yeah. need, because like that's the way that it was. You need that that skeevy back room that has the yep. porn in it. You know? A little bit dangerous. Yeah, you know? yeah. Is it, a, is it a curtain or a, or a door? It's actually got a door. Oh, that's, okay. that's right. right. <laughs> it's got a door, so God only knows some of the things that have taken place in that room. I, yeah. I could try not to think about it. Man. You know, you mentioned that uh, the things that you're looking for, some of those really rare, you know, kind of VHS things, the things that were never put on DVD. And mm. I think that that is really the the reason why the subculture has emerged, right? Is because you can't get this stuff anywhere right. else. You can't find it on YouTube. You can't find it on any of the streaming services. You, you can't find it anywhere, right? And having that, you know, kind of rare video for those things that you can't find anywhere else is, mm. is I mean, it's, it's really the reason behind it. Is there something that you would consider sort of like a holy grail? Like oh. if you were able to find a video, like what would be your holy grail? I, I of know aside from Navy SEALs. Yeah, aside from Navy SEALs. I, I've actually already bought every copy of Navy SEALs that's available on Amazon. Nice. So nice. It's already done. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you already posted a picture on your Instagram yeah. that had Navy SEALs I, there, I so you've already got that. Seven copies of Navy SEALs. Already. Oh, that's, that's awesome. amazing. So, but uh, my, my white whale in VHS, and, and so this comes back to the, the the OG VHS thing that I was yeah. originally doing, right? Um, I was mostly doing like TV stuff. So that was kind of my fixation, finding okay. old TV that was somebody taped on their VHS player that okay. hasn't been seen forever. Because yeah. that's the, the collector itch for me is finding something that nobody's seen in a really long time yeah. and then bringing that to light and like showing the world. Yeah. And um, my, the big thing for me, there are two that come to mind. Number one, there was, uh, I've got a fixation with TGIF. Oh because man. Because as a kid, I yeah. watched TGIF religiously. Oh, it's yeah. Friday night. night. Dinosaurs, and the mood is, family right. matter, step by step. <laughs> yeah, man. That was the classic lineup. Right yeah. There. So there in 1989, there, they did uh, MTV Spring Break from Daytona Beach. Oh, yeah. and man. And John Stamos, uh, he presided over a tug of war where they had a pit that was full of pizza. <laughs> they had all these co-eds on the beach playing tug of war against each other. And John Stamos was the host of the show. That's number one. Yeah. I, I need to find that. That so right if, there. If there's anybody listening from Viacom, let me know. Because I need that and then the second one was from the 70s. Uh, there was a, it was basically like Soul Train. Okay. It was hosted by James Brown. Wow. It's called James Brown Future Shock. Oh, wow. I have four episodes. And the most incredible part of it isn't like the dancing stuff is pretty, pretty friggin' incredible. But the most incredible part 
he um, would interview very serious people. Like he interviewed a woman from the Tuskegee Institute oh my God. And okay. about George Washington Carver. Yeah. And it's like wow. coked out James Brown just being <laughs> absolutely insane, like trying to have a conversation with a very serious person. Wow. And I, I would love to see the full tape library. That was on what ended up becoming TBS. So it was on their UHF station before cable existed. Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah, if so it was that, in the 70s, my, yeah. that is my white whale. It's getting yeah. the full run of James Brown Super Shock, uh, Future Shock, which Future nobody Shock. has. Yeah. Nobody yeah, I, I mean, I've literally never heard of it before. I've got some <laughs> files that I can send you. It's uh, incredible. That's that's amazing. Did you have Do you have any tapes that when you were a kid that you watched so many times they wore out? Yes. Yeah. yeah. There are two also that come to mind there. Number one, the, the video that got me into all this to begin with. When I was a kid, we had this. It was like a, a safety video to try to protect kids from being assaulted and things okay. like that. Okay. It was called Strong Kids, Safe Kids. Okay. Hosted by... Uh, Henry Winkler as the Fonz, like in character <laughs> as the Fonz, and he, uh, it, and also Pac-Man was involved, and like all these other strange '80s and like late '70s, early '80s characters. And that video had a song on it where there was a guy that played a ukulele who sung all the proper names for all of the various oh my uh, God. things. Like there was a verse about you know, men. Yeah, well, they didn't go vagina. They went vulva. Vulva. Wow. The other V word. Oh, man. Strong kids, safe kids. And and whenever we had a new friend come over to my house, my brother would take out this tape, and he was younger than me. He would put it in the VCR, and then he would perform the song, which we referred to as the penis song. Oh, uh, man. Because that's the first verse. And he would perform it for our friends. So that's the first one that comes to mind. um, Because that was kind of what... Uh, launched the whole OGVHS thing to begin with was right. just like finding ridiculous stuff and putting it out there. Um, and then there was another one. I had a Christmas specials tape, which was from like 1987, 88. Okay. And it was like the Garfield Christmas special and, you know, Charlie Brown was on there and like all these Christmas specials. And I would watch it year round. Yeah. Nice. You know? Nice. And that like Christmas specials is also a thing for me. I'm very But, but not the Star Wars stuff. Christmas special. I love the Star Wars Christmas special. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if you watch it with riff tracks. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, 100%. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. But you, it's almost unwatchable if you don't have the riff tracks. Totally. For anybody that's listening to yeah. this. But. Yeah. But very cool that they brought the weapon back for the Mandalorian. Oh, yeah. did they really? Yeah. I didn't yeah. Know that. Boba Fett's weapon that he yeah. had oh, with nice. like, the two prongs on it. Yeah. They brought it back for the Mandalorian <laughs> show. I think yeah. it's your, 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 your deep track knowledge there of those things. Like, <laughs> that was not any of the answers I was no. expecting about yeah, your Yeah, no, white that's whale. awesome. Like, that's... That's great. I, what about uh, my, if I was doing this, my white whale would be Highway to Hell. Oh, what a great movie. Because that's a movie that was never transferred to DVD. Um, And have you seen that movie before? I haven't seen it. I'm actually very bad at movies. I've always been a TV guy. Okay. That's even cooler. But I'm getting, I'm getting better about it because now I've got this giant pile of movies sitting at my disposal. So every day I'll go into the store and I'll bring some home and then I end up watching movies when I get home. But I was always, uh, I've watched many, many hours of old TV. That's Uh, awesome. awesome. Many hours. What's your favorite like old show? If you had to pick one. Mm, my favorite old show. 
Or if you had to narrow it down by genre and pick within yeah. the genre. Because I know anytime somebody asks me, like, you know, favorite movie, I'm like, that's a loaded question for yeah. me. Because yeah, there's so yeah. many I've got to narrow genres, it down, yeah. like, by genre, by time period, and by actor to tell you a favorite because I watch way too many. Well, I guess <laughs> it depends on your definition of favorite. If it's like, because I like watching bad stuff. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I kind of hate, I like hate watching stuff. Oh, totally. So, yeah. it, so, so break it up then. So, favorite in terms of what you just actually like, regardless mm-hmm. of how, quote, good it is. And favorite in terms of what you think is actually most garbage. good based yeah. on you know That's quality one, yeah. and content, right? <laughs> well, I, like I said, I love the old TGIF stuff, and yeah. I, I love some of the shows that were just on for like half a season. Yep. Because oh, yeah. in that nine thirty spot, they always had trouble filling that nine thirty. Yeah, spot. every season. Yeah, and yeah. It kind of was a rotating cast. So that show, uh, Baby Talk. Yep, I remember that show. That was it. Was with uh, uh, what is his name? Scott Baio. Yep. Oh man. Yeah. Wow. It was a show about how he was it was almost like a Charles in charge gimmick. Right. That that's a good one. You know, if I really had time to think about it, I could probably give you a much better answer than that. But um there there are a lot of old shows that I, I really enjoy hate watching. Um, <laughs> especially from like the seventies, stuff from the seventies in particular. And I m- m- my specific thing is finding shows with the original commercials. And ah. 70s commercials are very creepy and weird. Oh, yeah. And, like, weirdly sexual and weirdly, like, <laughs> very uncomfortable for, for people in in this day and age. Yeah, watching it ever, nowadays. I don't think I've ever seen a commercial from the 1970s. Ooh, yeah. yeah. So I have some old, some, some tapes and some, uh, some of it came from uh, film um, that, came from the 70s and it's just very like there are a lot of clowns and there's a lot <laughs> really of, like, yeah wow, okay like bozo the clown that era oh there's yeah there's a lot yeah, of yeah, weird yeah. like uncomfortable stuff and I, I also I guess the other favorite thing that I have that's kind of a legitimate favorite is old Saturday morning cartoons from well, any, yeah. Oh, yeah. any era yeah, yeah for sure you know, especially for me when I watch something that I had watched originally yeah. and that I'm re-watching it it almost like activates a part of your brain where it's like you take yourself back to that time so if i find you know i'm 36 years old so if i find cartoons from the early 90s that were airing you know during like the peewee herman garfield and friends era that was what i used to watch when i was a kid so when i see that it brings me right back to that place and it's almost like a it's a weird experience dude i still do that because my um i i get up early just naturally like that's just the way i am and my wife does not she sleeps like a fucking college student um so like saturday sunday my normal Saturday Sunday is I'll wake up at like seven o'clock mm. and I'll go into my my fucking room and I'll plug plug in some you know X Men nineties cartoon show Spider Man whatever is on like maybe some like Super Friends like whatever cartoons I feel like watching it's always cartoons in the morning and I got like the, I, got, I usually have two screens going one with video games one with cartoons and like that's my morning routine but it it just brings me back to because mm. because as soon as my wife wakes up it's just a pain in the ass and it's, you know, doing like husband and wife things yeah but before then like that's like my time right. it reminds like when I was a kid you'd wake up up, you know, I wake up like before my mom mm-hmm. going and watch that because it's like as soon as my mom woke up, it was like a oh, time for chores or some dumb shit. So now this is like my well, time. Well, why do you think Saturday morning cartoons existed? Yeah, exactly. exactly right? So yeah. parents could sleep and put you in front of a TV. Yeah, they just sit you down. You know, it, I'm really glad you brought up the commercial element because I think that that is an absolute key thing to the VHS culture, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's really those commercials that like people don't want to watch commercials nowadays, but they have like, I find that 
if I can find commercials from the early 90s, I mean, that's the thing that mm. took me right back, right? And they're so interesting and unique to see. And it's actually the commercials because a lot of the content, you know, has been right. translated in some way, shape or form. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with it, but I'm a big fan of the the Tubi streaming service. Mm. So it's got a lot of those like cheesy B movies that were like on VHS and you can kind of stream them now but they don't have the commercials and it doesn't right. give you that like transportation feeling like and bring you back to where you were when you were a kid yeah. right and those commercials do just that I mean even just some of the, like just watching a McDonald's commercial right and they have mm-hmm. the styrofoam containers before like everyone knew that styrofoam was horrible for the environment right, That's right yeah. you know and you're seeing these commercials like and they have like the toys and everything that were out there and it's like oh my gosh like I remember like bugging my parents like go and take me there so I could get that toy. Well, that's McDonald's is doing that right now. They they just recently their their most recent toy line are toys from like when we were kids. I saw yeah. that. It's oh, amazing. So, and Which my is so my cool. kids are all about it. Yeah. But it's uh, there's this whole I, I think what it really comes down to is that people that are of a certain age are starting to come into enough disposable income now oh, yep, yeah. that they yeah. can afford to invest in this stuff. Yep. Like I look around here in a shared universe and I see all the stuff up on the walls here. And yeah. It's all stuff from either my childhood or just before that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, I, I think that nostalgia culture is has really taken hold, especially with like 90s stuff. Yeah. Definitely. Oh, yeah. 100%. So that's a big part of the reason that I wanted to open the video store was to bring back that video store atmosphere. Yeah. And we'll see how it does. So yeah. I was I was I was just going to say tell us some more about the uh the uh, general approach to this because I know it's not going to be just it's not just going to be a place to go rent movies and stuff. Mm. You've got a lot of other ideas yeah. and stuff going. So tell us about some of these other ideas because I think they're really unique. Well, part of it is that look, I'm I'm a realist to I mean not to a great degree, uh, but I'm I'm a realist. <laughs> I'm a realist that's opening a video store in 2019. But I, I know that we're not going to be bringing in millions of dollars by renting out videotapes, right? Right. Now. Let's right. be realistic about yeah. it. Yeah. So we're to kind of goose that revenue a little bit. We're going to be doing events at the store. We're going to be doing 100%. some signings. Mm-hmm. So I've already been in touch with um, some of the kind of bit players from Clerks mm-hmm. about okay. coming in and doing signings in the store. Just wow, so that's awesome. really cool. So they'll that's be able cool to sit idea. back behind the counter yeah. and everybody can come in with whatever it is that they're yeah. getting signed and, and have signings. And I really want to get like the the you know, the deep cuts because I'm super into finding deep cuts. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, like the old guy that went into the bathroom. Yeah. Right? Okay. The, <laughs> the stuff that, because the, the Kevin Smith world coming from comic book land is very deeply rooted in, in kind of this con culture. Yeah. So bringing out the people that they've never had signed anything and have them do signings and get them paid a little bit and also bring some people into the store. Like that's kind of what I want to do with that. So I'm already working with um, an artist uh, named Scott Meany, who has been in this world for a while. Yeah, of course. Ken Smith. Yeah, he's he's mm-hmm. done a lot of stuff. He did a, a graphic novel for Scott Schiaffo, and yep. he you know he's been involved in this for a while. He's going to be doing some designs that we can uh, that we're going to be offering for some of these these signing opportunities. And then in addition to signings, we're also going to have other events at the store. Um, for instance, we're talking about having RST video sleepover parties <laughs> where people can come, and so cool. we're we're working out right now. 
what the actual BYO laws are in okay. Middletown. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if we're going to be able to get away with that or not, but I've got a, I, I've already got some feelers out there to figure it out. But have having like adults come to the store and pick out movies that they want to watch. And if they pick out something like really terrible, then it can be vetoed by everybody else. <laughs> but just like giving everybody a chance to pick out a movie and then you all watch it together and people can kind of hang out, make it a social event. Yeah. So things like that. And then the other thing that that springs to mind is that we're going to have um, a couch and uh, we're going to have an old projection TV that's sitting in the store so that people can come in and you can pay. It's almost like there are certain uh, businesses out there that do this now. You pay a certain amount per hour and then you can pick out any video games or videotapes. Yeah, I was going to say one one that rings to mind is Yestercades in Red Bank, right? And there's actually a few of them around New Jersey, right? where you, you do just that, where all the video games, all the arcade games are free, but you you pay per hour, right. like how you go there, right? Exactly. Yeah, and which is really cool. That's a good idea. Pick games off the shelf and play play whatever you want to play during that time. I was going to say, are you going to have, because like the, on the sign, the old sign, it said videos and Nintendo, yeah. right? So are you going to have like old school Nintendo yeah. games and yeah. stuff like that? We're right, working on cool. that now. I've got a that's couple cool. of partnerships with local. There's a, a, a vintage video game shop in Asbury Park called Kill Screen Games. Yep. Oh, yeah, I know Kill Screen. Yeah. Yep. You know yeah. Kill Screen. Those guys are awesome. Yeah. And we're working with them basically on stuff that they aren't able to sell, like the the crap that they can't sell in the store right. about basically leasing it out to us so that we can have it in the store. So that's I'm, a genius yeah, idea. Yeah, working great. with local... I, another thing that's important to me is like trying to support local businesses. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, a business... I would yeah. much rather support a business like that than try to go to GameStop and you know make a deal with them. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. so, so, they'll give you... They'll overcharge you, I'm sure. Oh, oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm actually... I'm, I'm curious to know a little bit about the, uh, the business end, right? So... Because I know that you at one point had uh, crowdfunding that mm-hmm. was up for for the store but um, I don't think it, it took off as well as you had wanted it to no, right well, we had set some very lofty goals for that just because I didn't know how it would how sure. it and you didn't going, know if right? you were going to be able to get financing from anywhere else right, right? right. but nope. so so but you were able to find you know kind of private financiers yeah. or how did that work yeah so there were a number of members of the Kevin Smith community that jumped up because I had posted there was really like one big payment that we had to make up front for the deposit for the store and for rent. Um, And that was really the biggest single uh, sum of money that we were going to need to spend the whole time. So we, uh, I was able to work with some folks that were interested in being part of the, the operation that were able to supply that that money up front and we did get some back from the Indiegogo campaign okay um, there were a few donors that were like high dollar donors that jumped in right away um, and we, we kind of shifted some of that out of the Indiegogo because you have to wait a really long time before that gets paid out yeah so yeah. it's basically like a month after it ends so we shifted that over to private investment um, so I have a few investors that are really partners now and they're involved in everything that we're doing so oh, that's so cool yeah each that's step really cool. of the way I've been letting them know what's going on um, and they've been incredibly supportive the whole the whole like Kevin Smith community one of the things that's been the craziest to me is seeing the level of generosity and um, excitement and like real enthusiasm oh, that, yeah. that comes from these people and yeah. spending time on, uh, in the store on the weekends 
No, I see all the people that come by, and I knew about this from living in Leonardo. But we we've had uh, there was Henry that came from London to come see the Quick Stop. That was the Silent Bob guy. Yeah, yeah. oh yeah, man, I saw that on your Instagram. Wow. He was awesome, and he came with uh, a couple of other guys uh, that CJ and uh, a few others, and we had Ashley who was part of the Lilu Multiprops. Um, yep, they had Jeff Anderson come and sign for the first time. Ever. That's cool. Uh, yeah, that's so insane. she showed up that first weekend as well. And then I had someone else later that night that came from Oregon who flew from Oregon to Buffalo. Wow. And then drove from Buffalo specifically to come see Quick Stop. Because Holy that's cow. how dedicated people are to the to this world. Uh, and I've definitely felt that both on the financing side and, and from the enthusiasm side. So I, I think you know, moving forward, now that we're going to be generating some revenue, hopefully in a month, uh, I, I think that the the relatively small amount of money that we have to spend out for this thing, <laughs> yeah. we'll be able to make that back for you. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and especially if you're going to be doing events there. Now, we went to the Jane Silent Bob reboot. We went to the, the showing that they had in Asbury Park. Oh, yeah, right? I was there too. Yeah, it was awesome. It was so cool. The movie was amazing, right? And Kevin Smith announced- Tucker doesn't, Tucker doesn't remember the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. I remember. <laughs> do you remember? Well, do you remember afterwards where Kevin Smith was talking Talking about reopening yep. the Smod Castle, right? Yeah, that was pretty friggin' exciting for me. Well, I was gonna say, like, <laughs> did you know about that beforehand? No, I so, didn't. So that was just kind of like an aftershot of you buying RST video and wanting to reopen it. Yeah, so I knew nothing about that. Okay. I, I had no idea that that was happening. That that day was one of the craziest days of my life because I wow. went to um I was with my kids and then I went to Quick Stop to find out what was going on because it was taking a really long time for the stuff to get done in the store. Like I was initially supposed to be in there on September 15th and that was what, the end of October. That was yeah. Like yeah. Halloween. Yeah, yeah, it was like Halloween weekend. Yeah. So I show up at Quick Stop. I was told that the owner was outside uh, when I went inside. I w- opened the, the door of Quick Stop and there's Kevin. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> holy shit. You're like, oh, so I, hey, me- dude. I immediately went up to him and I'm like, hey, I'm Tucker. I'm the guy that's opening the video store. I just thought I should introduce myself to you yeah. because obviously you have a lot to do, you know, indirectly with this happening. He was so fucking cool. Yeah. He was so cool. And I, you know, he walked away and they, I guess they went to go talk about opening Smod Castle there, yeah. which I didn't know at the time. And then he came back out, and I was like, I'm really sorry to be a fanboy, but can I just get, like, one picture with you? And Kevin was like, one picture? Fuck that shit. And he was like, oh, let's take one by the side. And take one in front of the store. you got to lean up against the wall. So he was really, really cool about it. And he even said to me at the time, he was like, I think this is an awesome idea. I'm glad to see that this place is going to be reopened. And he was very supportive of the whole thing, which was one of my biggest concerns. Yeah. You know, uh, the last time I was in this studio... I had spoken with Ming and during that time one of one of my big things was I don't want Kevin to feel like I'm stepping on his toes with this Yeah, because absolutely. I'm just some schmuck I'm not you know, I have nothing <laughs> to do with that world and I'm just jumping in here and, and trying to do something that I think is cool and as it turns out you know he's very supportive of it and we're basically going to be neighbors now yeah. which is 
fucking crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're, you're going to have a lot, like speaking of business, you're going to have like a lot of link up opportunities. I imagine once Smod Castle gets going, like, oh, yeah. you know, especially when you were talking about having signings and stuff, um, it's just going to be, I, I mean, you know, like you said, not to fanboy out, but like, I'm going to be spending a lot more time in Leonardo oh, yeah. than I've ever <laughs> spent in my entire life after all these things open. Like, it's going to be great. Um, I'm curious to know, I, you had mentioned like, like I'm, I'm so hot on these signings ideas and I, and I love your idea about getting some of the bit players and the smaller like people mm-hmm. in, in the movies in there um and i know you've been in touch with some of them if you could have like one like who would be your of that group like who would be your your get like who would well, you really want if, from a very selfish perspective um marilyn who played veronica yes she, yes she has been so fucking nice about this whole thing from the jump, like right. from so the you've first been in touch with day, her. yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. From the first day, I've been in touch with a, a lot of the like secondary characters. Yeah. I haven't, aside from meeting Kevin that one time and actually meeting Jay outside of the reboot roadshow by totally by coincidence. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't been in touch with those guys at all, but I've been in touch with Marilyn. I've been in touch with Ernie O'Donnell, yeah, uh, who played Rick Darius. I've been in touch with Scott Scott Schiaffo. Who's the Chili's Gum representative guy? Uh, and they've all been so fucking cool about this whole thing and so supportive. And Marilyn actually gave me like a page of notes about things that I should consider for the business plan for the store. Oh, that's cool. And wow. she has been so supportive and so awesome that she's very high on my list of people that I want. That would be very cool. Yeah, that's yeah. really Especially cool. Especially if I could get her and Brian. At the yeah, same together. Time. Brian yeah. And yeah, that would be really awesome. I was going to say, are you going to have any, uh, you could have porn stars come in and just sit <laughs> in the porn room, right? <laughs> You'd have a line yeah. down the block for it. The weirdest people in the world, but it'd be, Not you know, salt idea. of the earth. Don't suck any dicks <laughs> on your way to the parking lot. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of that. Yeah. Thirty-seven. A lot of, 37? A lot of ooh, Navy Seals, dude. I I can't. Dan wait. Klein's on the list too. I'd yeah. love to have him. <laughs> and I would just buy up every copy of Navy Seals that I could find and have him sign those. Dude, that's, seriously, <laughs> that's amazing. That would be amazing. That's yeah. that. That's so cool, man. I, I love all the ideas you've got here. Um. So what else are you gonna do with the um? Or, or I'm sorry. What else is like left to do to mm. to make this happen? What what yeah, are the before final you steps? Open. The big thing is that I need to find somebody because we are, I mean, we're pretty cash limited here. This yeah. is, this oh, is yeah, a for bootstrapped sure. operation that yeah. we're running. So the the one thing that I need to figure out is I don't think counter. you'll get a bank loan for it. Uh, not, <laughs> not until money starts coming in. Yeah, no. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, not, like, oh, you're going to open yeah. up a VHS rental store yeah. in 2019? Actually, uh, I did not an American bank. bank. Uh, who was very, they, they were very, uh, because I, I happened to find somebody that was a Kevin Smith fan. Oh, there And they were very like, ooh, I like that, but <laughs> there's always know, that one yeah, guy. Yeah. It's like you're you're you're, I, you're, you're, you're looking at one, man. You're, you're you're looking at all the different bankers and they're all wearing suits. And then you see one guy who's got jean shorts on. Yeah, like, I'm gonna talk to that yeah, guy. That's the guy. Yeah. That's the guy who's gonna give me money. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I I mean, the big thing that we need right now, the big there are two big things. We need to have more stock mm-hmm. because right now I have somewhere in the vicinity of about. A thousand videotapes, which yep. is pretty, okay. you know, you think that's pretty good, but yeah. it, to really fill those shelves up is going to take a little yeah. bit more than that. There's more space uh, than it looks like on those shelves. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We've had really awesome donations from people, and I, I want to reiterate that because it's been um, kind of overwhelming, honestly, that to see the level that people are willing to go to. Uh, I had uh, one guy drop off; it had to easily. 
be 500 DVDs and Blu-rays yeah. in the store yeah. just to put on the shelf. So we've had um, some really incredible donations coming through. I've been able to purchase some stuff on the cheap as well, uh, but we definitely need more stock. So mm-hmm. VHS tapes, DVDs, Blu-rays, anything, any type of media like that. We're, we're not currently planning on Laserdisc because nobody owns a Laserdisc player, but people have asked me about that. <laughs> How actually. big would it be? Because those Laserdiscs are huge. They're like LP. It's like yeah. a full LP. Yeah. So that's that's number one. And, and then the other thing that we need right now is I need to build a counter yeah. because the original counter okay. is not there. I want it to be as close to the original counter as we can get, but also I want to make sure that we can store stuff in there because the other side of this business is going to be like selling collectibles and, and things like that as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, I want to be able to have cool. that stuff under the counter. Um, so I, I've got to build that out, and I need to find somebody who has the uh, carpentry skills to be able to do that. <laughs> I wish I was handier. I would have. I would fucking do it. <laughs> I mean, we used to build. Me and Anthony were on, we were on theater crew back in the day in oh, high school. There you go. Yeah. And we used to build sets, and like, yeah, we we know what we're doing, but they would last I, I for two. Yeah, I wouldn't rely shows, on us because you know? uh, you know, we would fucking do it for free. But I don't know how long it would last. You know? Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, things get desperate enough. <laughs> yeah, if we get desperate enough. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on. We can just YouTube how to do it. It'll yeah. be great. It'll be very <laughs> geometric. Just squares, nails, insides, 45 degree angles, done. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, so let's talk about more of like the VHS culture, right? So there's been, because you, you were talking about everybody with, with Kevin Smith, there's, you know, the con culture that's mm-hmm. right now. And I've been seeing all of these different VHS cons that were coming up. And, you know, kind of before we started uh, recording, um, we were talking about a couple of different, uh, not only Instagram VHS accounts that... That I get a chance to follow, but a podcast called VHS Bandits mm-hmm. that I actually am a fan of and that I listen to. Um, and they recently did an episode where they went to a, a con, a VHS con, right? And they were talking about how many people were there. And there were way more people. Like, you just kind of had these, like, people who were coming out and they're like, well, I have a collection and I didn't know if anyone was going to be here, so I just kind of came out and they're like, man, there's so many people here. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if I'm going to be even able to, like handle all the business that I'm getting, right? So, like, uh, uh, like, if this does well, would the next thing that you would want to do be maybe throw like a con I've here about in, that. in Jersey? I've thought about that for years, actually. Okay. About having some sort of con because I do have a lot of connections like with the, the VHS world. Like I mentioned, you know, I've been talking with the guys from Everything is Terrible for years. And I think they're the best example of how somebody's actually re- really turned this into a thing. Yeah. Uh, because they go on tour with their stuff. And they get submissions from all over the place. You've probably seen their Jerry Maguire pyramid and all that kind of stuff that they've done yeah. where they're trying to collect every VHS copy of Jerry Maguire in the world. <laughs> uh, so I think that's probably the best example of somebody that's actually really made some hay out of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but having a con is definitely something I've considered in the past and doing it in Jersey just seems to make sense because oh, you can yeah. get the yeah. New York market, you can get people from Philly. You know, it's like a yeah. central location yeah. that's easy for people to yeah. get to. Yeah, hour and a half from New York, an hour and a half from Philly. I mean, exactly. being in Monmouth County, and it's right near the water, right? So you can go down to the beach afterwards. Yeah, yeah doing it during cool. the summer. You know, yeah. high school. Sense. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, Leonardo, uh, Leonardo Elementary School that used to be the high school. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, but doing it in the area would make a lot of sense. I've considered that in the past. Oh, that's um, cool. But it, that yeah. would take a lot of effort and a lot of organization, which right now bandwidth is somewhat low. So yeah. Well, and you you would need the you'd need to kind of get it up and going. You need the following first, right? Let people know that you're there, and then because I mean, there's just so many cool things. I mean, just that the ability to have people come in from you know just all over the country just to be able to take pictures mm -hmm. in front of the quick stop and rst video dressed like jay and silent bob or whatever like doing like photo shoots there. like i mean that's that seems like you know that you seems know like what, an activation dream like, you know, you know a like cool a cool thing that you could probably actually do not to not to like tell you any and all suggestions i was just actually thinking about this because we're probably going to be doing this next year um there's a, a comic con every year that we go to up in Secaucus called east coast comic con yeah and uh ming and mike have been there before too um and i, I think it's a little bit I, at least i assume because i don't know much about the con culture aside from attending it but i think it's a little bit different than other cons in the sense that like all you need to do to get a table there is just pay money, pay money yeah. and say yeah, you're, you're showing show up at the table. Yeah. So I could just see the kind of people that are go to those comic cons. Like if you were to show up as RST video with your own table, you'd probably have people swarming all the fuck mm, over you and yeah. like really get the name out there. It's a good idea. You yeah. know, like just a, I, that just popped into my head. I feel like that would probably Especially be Especially really if you, good, like, do you have yeah. the original sign that was on? The like, original sign is not being given to me because they're worried that it's going to get stolen. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Which yeah, fair. Okay. That's, that's fair. very fair. Yeah. That's very fair. You know, fair. the original quick stop sign is no longer there. That's actually in the secret stash. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I saw that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, yeah. Kevin had made a new sign for them a number of years ago yeah. and replaced the original sign. Yeah, so yeah. the original RST sign, we're, we're going to reproduce it. Yeah. Okay. And the Quick Stop is going to start making merch and selling it now, too, as yes. part of all this, right? Yeah. 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 I'm Which definitely cool. getting me a Quick Stop shirt as well. So yeah. they've realized uh, over the last couple of years, uh, the, the family that owns Quick Stop, it's uh, an older couple. And I, I get the impression, I, I don't want to put words in their mouth, but I get the impression that they just kind of didn't want to deal with any of this stuff like they wanted to run a convenience store <laughs> yeah yeah they didn't they didn't want the fanboyness they didn't yeah. want to they didn't actually want people leaning against the wall right. yeah. most people most people know, didn't like... even know it was real like i, I like because I, I work in manhattan and so like i talk to people about like the quick stop and like yeah, and people are like wait that's know. that's a real thing like yeah. that's a real store and it's like yeah yeah it's i've actually place. been there I, I bought stuff from them yeah. well you wouldn't know anymore you fucking benny oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm like two days into being a benny benny is still a benny <laughs> <laughs> the unforgivable sin. Absolutely unforgivable. But uh, yeah, coming back to the, the, the point there, you know, we're, uh, I, I think the, the goal is to straddle the line between the VHS culture stuff that we're talking about and the Kevin Smith stuff. Yep. Yeah, obviously, absolutely. that's going to be a part of it. Obviously. Yeah, uh, yeah. And it, I would be an yeah. idiot to not have it yeah. be part of it. But we, we also want to... Uh, focus on the other side of it as well, which oh, is that, that VHS part and kind of having a video store that somebody can walk into and talk to a clerk about like, is this movie good? Is this movie bad? Yeah. Um, something that I'm planning on doing is building out an app uh, which is very anti-RST. Yeah. Smart. Building an app, and I, I shouldn't say too much about it. I'll tell you guys off air about yeah. what I'm thinking okay. about. But basically having an app where you'd be able to 
almost like the old Netflix model where something could be shipped out to you yeah. for a rental. Interesting. Yeah. And then wow. Okay. Have it sent back through. Well, see, the it's mail interesting because I think that we're you know you were talking we're talking about VHS culture, and I think on the other side of that coin is the vinyl resurgence exactly. that's been happening, and I've actually been reading a lot um, lately where. There's been this sort of, not going to call it a resurgence yet, but there's been a renewed desire in the blockbuster era Mm -hmm. because it used to be like, you know, and and we can relate because this is what we used to do when you're in high school. It used to be like a social thing. It wasn't so much about renting the movie. Friday night, it was was social. Blockbuster was the best place to go. Friday night, Saturday night, going to a blockbuster with your friends and renting movies and like spending, you would spend like an hour just in the blockbuster going through, like looking at all the covers and Mm -hmm. reading the bag and like, what's this movie going to be like? Are we going to do this? Like, Like that I think is, I think we're like, you know, we're not that far off, you know, so I feel like you're coming in at like just the right time yeah. and you've got a really baked in awesome gimmick because you're not a blockbuster, right. you're not a Suncoast video or West Coast video, whatever it used to be. You're fucking RST. Yeah. Like, it's so cool. Yeah, and also yeah. we want it to kind of be a social experience, too. That's the whole yeah. point of having the couch and the yeah. TV in there, yeah. too. Yeah, the viewing like, parties. Like, I, wanted, I, yeah, I want people to kind of come chill. and hang out and be comfortable and want to come back. That's yeah. the thing. Because you can get people to come in one time and buy a T-shirt. But if you can get people to come back and kind of soak it up a little bit more, that's really totally you know the way that it could be a sustainable thing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I totally agree. Yeah. Um, and just uh, make sure you let this guy here know that I have the free membership. He does, <laughs> he does get a free membership. Yeah, he did. So he had actually messaged me the night that, like, because we were supposed to record an episode, and unfortunately, things just got ended up getting messed up, and I wasn't able to get there. And he's like, hey, I just saw that on the RST video uh, Instagram that they were just looking for people to come out and help him out. So he's like, I think I'm going to go over there. I was like, wait, that what? Was awesome. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I didn't expect anybody to actually do that. And you, and what was the other guy's name? Uh, Ryan, I think his Ryan. name was. Yeah, you guys showed up, and I was like, "This is fucking awesome." Yeah, and then that big comes, shout out to Ryan. Yeah, yeah, big shout out to Ryan. <laughs> Ryan was very helpful. Ryan ended up hanging out for a while after you left. Yeah, um, and we we had a good time, but it, that also shows the level of commitment that people had. Right, I, oh, absolutely. I was yeah. I was really shocked that anybody actually showed up because I just posted that on my way home from work. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Cause I was like, I'm going to be in here all friggin' night. Trying to <laughs> yeah, I could use some help. Let's see if you I know? can just throw up a flag Might and see well. if somebody like notices and it. And then you know? here we were. Yeah. So it was very much appreciated. Yeah. yeah. It was awesome. I, I was texting my friends about it and I was like, and it was, it was funny. It's like half of my friends were like, you know, like, Oh, it's the coolest thing out there. They're having like, what the fuck is RST? <laughs> yeah. Like, wait, what? It's like, are you serious? You can tell how cool you are. Exactly. I was like, listen guys, I can't be friends with you if we can't discuss this sort of shit okay like let's just let's get one thing straight <laughs> so getting back into a little bit of, on content right and and vhs um you know something that i always loved about those old like crappy movies is that sometimes they just had awesome soundtracks mm-hmm. right so mm-hmm. i actually uh was watching um and i, I mentioned it before to be right because it has a lot of those old like kind of like b movies from the 80s but i was actually watching a movie called over the top right oh, which yeah, is it's, it's a great movie oh, yeah. canon films sylvester stallone and it's an arm wrestling movie but it at its core is actually a story between a father and son and it's mm-hmm. this really touching story and it's got this great song by kenny loggins meet <laughs> me halfway and it is one of my favorite 
favorite like like songs to listen to just like mm-hmm. it just kind of takes me back there do you have like kind of like a favorite oh. soundtrack or a favorite song from like a VHS tape or mm-hmm. maybe a show or a video a, that you've seen I've got a deep cut for you okay Ooh, here we go what is the name of the um there <laughs> so I for years was taking submissions to a PO box for, okay. for the VHS account uh, okay yeah. okay and the idea was whoever submitted the worst possible tape would be the the champion right if there was like a championship belt yeah that would be transitioned from one person to another person so somebody sent me a tape that was called california big hunks oh, and man. it was like a chippendales <laughs> videotape and the music it was all this like fart synth like horrible music <laughs> like it was so ridiculous that i i loved it and that's the 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 first thing that pops into my head when you say that it's a california big hunk california you can big actually get it on Vimeo. <laughs> no, yeah, okay. it's available on Vimeo for purchase for like a dollar wow. or something like that. And it's the the content itself. Um, actually, after I posted it, uh, what is that guy's name? Um, Andy Samberg. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. He went on uh, went on one of the late night shows. And I <laughs> forensically proved that he took my clip from Instagram no. and put it up oh, that's awesome. on that's the amazing. screen. And it was like this police officer stripping. Oh, so man. like the whole thing was so over the top and so ridiculous that that one, that one was the champion for a very long time. Wow. Uh, but the music from that was astounding. Oh, I love that amazing. you talk about the, the music too because it reminds me when I, like for, for some reason when I think of watching old VHS too because I, I, I don't always associate it with, with old movies because like or old TV even because I, I watch so much of that stuff in all different mediums like I don't always associate it but for some reason one thing that I always associate old VHS with and it's probably because I had a lot of it at the time is those show there was like a slew of shows that came out in like the mid to late nineties, like right when uh, studios discovered CGI, you know, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and they had the looking back at them now, it's like watching bad cutscenes from an old like, oh yeah sixteen bit yeah, video yeah, game, yeah. you know. But like those always stick out to me on VHS shows like reboot. I was just gonna like, say that's yeah, like one of my like favorites. Beast reboot. Wars, you oh, know, yeah, like Beast they just Wars really too. stick out because I had more than anything I had had that stuff on VHS more so than like movies like you said TV like I had a lot of TV like shows mm-hmm. on VHS and a lot of it was actually shit that I would just you know press record on you know right. when you weren't home from school yeah. time or whatever yeah you'd you know? set the timer you'd yeah. like know it like oh 11.30 in the morning I gotta tape X-Men yeah. you know yeah. I gotta tape this week's X-Men so like that's what I always kind of like go back to it's like the, just like you know the discovery of CGI and it's like oh we can make whole shows with the computer animated it was awful and it was so right, bad right, right. like Animorphs Animorphs yeah Animorphs wow or or even just like you know even just like the uh, some of the later Power Rangers shows Mm -hmm. you know because like 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 the original Mighty Morphin Power Rangers it was always a cut scene when they would transform into their suits you never actually saw it but some of the later Power Rangers things like that show like Beetleborgs they had like the (laughs) animation where it would like like Iron Man style (laughs) nano suit like absorb on top of them and it was just so bad there was like, a slew of them that came out too. What was the other one? VR Troop. 
Trooper. VR Trooper. VR Trooper. Yeah, the Masked Rider. Yeah, the Masked Rider. Yeah. 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 The Masked Rider, I think, was the original. The, yeah, so I, the I Masked think that was the original Japanese show that yes. Power Rangers was based on, but then they re released it. Yes. Yeah, so the Masked really? Rider, okay. it was the Masked Rider and uh, Power Rangers, which is like uh, the actual Japanese show for Power Rangers called like a Sentai, Super mm-hmm. Sentai or Senpai, like whatever it was. Um, <laughs> uh, notice like, me, Senpai? Yeah. So, like, so the Masked Ranger came out, if I believe, the Masked Ranger came out first in Japan, and then the Super Senpai or Sentai was based on that, mm-hmm. and they redid both of them for the U.S., but I believe that the Power Rangers, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, was the only one that, like, heavily leaned on Japanese footage. Right. Which, like, you know, it's funny to think about, like, at the time, as a kid, you had no fucking clue. <laughs> but, like, now when you watch it, and you're like, oh, okay, Clearly, the guys in those suits are not the same actors. Like you know, right. that's that's not Jason David Frank. You know, like that <laughs> clearly different fucking people. Like it's, it's a pretty very smart obvious. business model for them. It, yeah, really, it really is. like the amount of money yeah. they saved on that shit because like they literally never had to film action scenes. Like yeah. it's absurd. <laughs> you know, and there was a you know there was kind of like all those those Kmart versions mm-hmm. of different things, right? Like one of the ones that that just rings in my mind is the GoBots. Oh, the GoBots. Right? Oh. Like I would love to see so there was there was I've never the, actually seen the GoBots you know uh, so I actually had GoBots action figures that <laughs> oh, like your parents did not they, love you they were your parents, your parents did garbage. not love you cost cutters <laughs> that's what they happened. did 100% 100% that fucking co- do you have any idea wait sorry you have any, yeah. any nightmares yeah. I have of that fucking cost cutters on 35 yeah, my mom dude. used to shop there when I was like I was like 8 years old like when we first moved here that place was a like you think Kmart is bad oh they had like, the most bootleg Dude, shit. Oh. Cost cutters was like the Kmart of Kmart. Like it's like the South. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, it was. It was rough. <laughs> but so there was that, and then there was a show called Dino Riders. Yep, I remember which that. I have yeah. never I ever seen reproduced. Mm. Like and and put on Probably any kind of TV. Well, so. In the movie Toy Story, there's the T-Rex, mm-hmm. and that T-Rex is actually the toy from Dino Riders, where it's, it's, it's the toy where, I mean, at least it, it, is, it looks exactly like it, where it had the wheels on the feet, and mm-hmm. it had the small little arms, and, and it looks exactly like the mm-hmm. T-Rex toy, because I had a bunch of the toys from Dino Riders when I was a kid, but and and that T-Rex was, like, one of, like, the coolest toys that I got. Like, it was actually, like, a birthday gift that my parents gave to my older brother, like, when, when we were, like, kids. I think, I, like, I was nine and he was ten or something, you know? Dr. Dave is verifying this claim right as we speak. <laughs> yeah, like... <laughs> Uh, Dr. Davis fact check. God damn it. Anthony's right. <laughs> <laughs> Booyah! <laughs> so the, so if there's one thing about this podcast, Tucker, that you should know is that 96% of the time, Anthony is wrong. Man, but that 4%, yeah. oh, is it sweet. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad I could be here for one of the 4%. Yeah, yeah. me too. You are me experiencing too. a rare, it's a diamond in the rough, my friend. Well, I'll you tell you what, uh, I don't think that there's a lot of people uh, that's out in the general public that know more about shittier TV and shitty movies than I do. Yeah. <laughs> I might challenge you now. <laughs> I was going to say, from what he's told yeah, me no, tonight, I know. Tucker might I have, have watched, you. if I I had to estimate. Oh, I don't even know how I would estimate. I've watched 
probably over a thousand hours of shitty old TV. Oh, it's so it's awesome. amazing. We were watching uh, Bad Taste the other night. Yeah. Bad Taste is a it's the Peter Jackson movie from oh, the eighties. See movie stuff. Yeah, yeah. So it was a Peter Jackson movie that he did in the eighties and he filmed in Australia and it's it is hot garbage I mean it is so it's, bad it definitely comes all the way around though. Uh, oh so yeah bad, it's good. Yeah, yeah it's so bad yeah. it's great yeah it's it's, uh, it's one of those that's my favorite yeah, yeah, it's yeah. So, you hit it's, that balance it's so funny to have somebody on the show that is like more into TV than movies than movies yeah it's so unusual for us and I love it it's like such a different perspective well I'll have to come on again and prepare a little bit and give you guys some good recommendations oh nice yeah, that, like, would be, yeah, yeah that would the, be cool the update episode after RST goes live there, yeah. there you yeah. do a recap of your early success and yeah <laughs> hopefully yeah. yeah and any kind we'll of uh, additional plans or anything yeah. that you have we're gonna be out. there for the opening we're gonna bother right. the shit out of you on the opening uh, yeah, yeah we sure will yeah, yeah, yeah. that sounds good to me yeah, yeah. definitely yeah. If, Ming, if Ming doesn't steal our spot we'll, we'll be there <laughs> well Ming's already Slide been invited right in, so. yeah. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll come in like a, like a money in the bank we'll just, like, <laughs> just smash him in the head with a steel chair I mean we need Ming anyway he's gotta bring the goddamn <laughs> podcast here our podcast is not mobile so he's gotta bring the shit not yet but you guys are always welcome to come record in the store we're going to be doing a podcast from the store yeah we definitely oh, that's will. cool like, yeah, no, we're definitely cool. Up official rsd video podcast yeah. oh that's cool be, yeah, i already cool. have the feed actually up on itunes do you really? So, okay. Yeah. But you, you got to put it on you VHS. Just kinda, you, yeah, you're just kind of sitting on it. Wow. <laughs> you you know, got to put it on VHS and rent right it out in the store. Would you get so like a stand-up, I'll... like like uh, American Psycho style? You yeah. have that tripod with the giant VHS <laughs> camera on it. I'll let you in on another one of my secret plans okay. as well. Um, so you know all of the fictional movies from the movie Clerks, right? Yeah, of course. Scrappy yeah. Hero Pup, all yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the various porn movies that he lists when he goes down that list of porn movies in front yep. of a little kid. Um, we're working on producing actual VHS cases yes. for all of those movies yes. <laughs> that we can sell in the store. That's so we'll have really a happy cool. Scrappy Hero Pop box, like the the you know the big box. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that, that video store, not that yeah. that blockbuster. The ones that are so loud when you open right. them up. Can you, yeah. Can you can you go one step further? What's that? Can you, if if you have the space on any of the walls, get one of the artists you're working with to make like a mock-up movie poster for one oh, of the like, based man, on what, like, what the so artist cool. that would think the movie was about, you know, and like make a mock-up poster and just, you know, <laughs> throw it on the wall there. That's a really good idea. <laughs> That's a really good idea because we were already considering making those boxes and selling them in the store. Yeah. yeah. And then- but You're already halfway there. So I was yeah, thinking exactly. about it, right? So like if we make all these porn boxes for these <laughs> fake porn movies- Oh, man, what that's so great. if I actually worked with a porn company and produced the films? Dude, <laughs> guaranteed they would be so into it. They would be. They they would be they're like, all right, yeah. where do we sign? Where like immediately? That's the million guaranteed, dollar idea. Guaranteed. Like that's the yeah. idea right so, there. Yeah, I, I was already thinking about that. I don't know if I want to get into the pornography business right well, now. We'll, we'll assist you. We'll, yeah. We will assist you. With that's that not our ST video. That's yeah. STD video. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We we will we will lend our expertise oh. in that area to that one for sure. <laughs> so, but at least we're we're planning on producing the the covers for these these movies, which I think so would smart. be really fun for people to have in their collections. Absolutely, yeah, man, that's, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, that's, that's really, really awesome. Yeah. Um, well, uh, you know, we're we're super excited about it. We 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 can't wait. Um, You're thinking sometime December. Yeah, it's looking like that. I, I don't want to give a firm date yet, just because I'm not a hundred percent confident yet. Sure. 
A lot of it depends on when we can get that counter built out and how quickly we can do inventory and figure out. Um, you know, we may actually launch using the old school like paper system that they used to use <laughs> in the video store back in the 90s. Uh, but I've got to figure out how we're going to manage our inventory and manage rentals and things like that. Yeah. So we're looking about a month uh, before we're open, but we're probably a little bit less than that, honestly. Because so we got to get things. Yeah. If people wanted more information, they would just go to RST videos on yep. Instagram. Yep. Instagram, Facebook, uh, search for Facebook. RST video on okay. Facebook. We've got an official page up there. Um, and Twitter as well. We have a Twitter too. It hasn't, haven't been really doing too much on Twitter yet at this point, but it's, as it's things tw- develop, it's Twitter. It's, it's Twitter. Yes. Who cares? Is there anybody right. else that you follow, like that you look to for inspiration in terms of mm. like your, your, in terms of VHS culture? Like, is, like who do you follow? Who do you listen to? Well, I already mentioned everything is terrible. They're yeah. my number one always. Okay. Uh, they were the ones that kind of got me into this to begin with. It came from the VCR, which is VHS dude. Okay. Um, I've been following him for years and years. And Grimy Ghost is another one. Grimy Ghost has really interesting and really like really deep cut stuff. Um, those are really the big ones that I've kind of been associated with over the years. But there's so much out there that if you you know if there you have listeners that want to dig in further. There's a ton, especially now over the last couple of years. When I first got involved in this, it was a relatively small community, and it's really blossomed since that point. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, like I said, man, we're we're really excited. Um, it was awesome having you on the show yeah, tonight. Thank you guys um, for having so, us. Uh, yeah, this has been amazing. So, true reviewers, listen up. Here's the deal: if you're listening and you have VHS or know people that have VHS or VCRs. I know you mentioned mm-hmm. you want some VCRs as well. Yeah, we're going to be renting those out too. Yep. Yeah, uh, which is DVDs, cool. DVDs, yeah. anything like that that you guys want to donate and have a lead on some cheap shit, um, let us know. Let Tucker know directly. We'd love to help support this cause here. RST videos coming back to the universe in about a month. No firm date, but we're going to be there when it happens. We're very excited yeah, keep for Keep an eye on the Instagram for this. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Follow the Instagram. It's RST videos. Videos. Right? With an S, yep. And is it the and, same on Facebook, RST Videos? Uh, if you search for RST Video on Facebook, it'll be the first thing. That comes Got it. Up. And are you going to keep the OG VHS still going? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's still okay. going to be going. I've kind of put it on hiatus for now. I haven't really been posting much on there. Okay. But I almost did last night, and I, I may get back into it in the next couple of days again. Yeah. But it's that just I haven't had time for it. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. So go follow that as well, true reviewers. Um Go follow our shit. Ready, set, review on Instagram and on Facebook. Fuck Twitter because we don't have it. All of our episodes are up on SoundCloud. Just noise yeah. and garbage anyway. All of our episodes are up on SoundCloud, Spotify, and now Google. Soon to be coming on Apple Podcasts. Whenever Anthony lets me use his Apple ID, and we will be back very soon. As always, enjoy everything, and as always, stay tuned, true reviewers.